0: Well, you just reminded me that there was a time where you couldn't talk about holding somebody's hand in Ho- a song. No,
1: you couldn't. No, that, that's, no. That's that was That was controversial. I want to no. hold your hand. Oh, Sean. Well, thank you.
0: <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Put your hand and your heart and your yeah. head into this episode for us, Put your, put us, your hand please. over your
1: heart. Put your hand over your head. Put your hand wherever you, you know. Keep your hands up. <laughs> hands up, everybody. <clears throat> hands up. <laughs> this is we just could have up. started like that. Yeah, we? hands up.
0: Um, hands up for episode 48. If you all can't tell, this is going to be an episode about hands. Hands. Yes. Hands. H-A-N-D. Hands. Hands.
1: Do you remember Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy on deep SNL? Thoughts. It would just, you know, it's like, whenever I see your face, it reminds me of you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's deep. And That's then the deep. music. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> It was like sitting, Deep thoughts. yeah. Deep thoughts. Water, yeah. water in the background, sitting there, <laughs> right.
0: on a rock, right. composing right. himself. Oh my! As happens, yeah, in our lives, <laughs>
1: right, right, often. Well,
0: welcome, you all. We're getting closer and closer to our one-year anniversary. We are. We're yes. at episode forty-eight yeah. this time. Yeah. We're at Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. We're sitting here in the craft room, craft surrounded room. by kind of all kinds of, uh, shall I say, junk. <laughs> junk and,
1: and, and hands and on hands, the table. Hands, paper hands, hands and on words. the table in our yeah. own hands. Right.
0: And uh, we're bringing you this episode of Wacky Poem Life, where yeah. we take a poem that someone has written and left in the museum. And may or may not have signed, may or may not have realized that it would be the object of a podcast episode someday.
1: Yeah. yeah. So often things that you don't think are going to take on a life of their own do take on a life of their own, such as this this poem did. This
0: poem. And the mm-hmm. actual whole museum, when I started it 10 years ago, who could have guessed
1: who could, it,
0: that I would be here today in this building with all of this space and having a podcast and events and contests and people coming in and enjoying the experience of the poetic life. So your, Who ha- knew? your
1: hands planted a seed. Who knew? Am I getting metaphorical? Your, <laughs> your hands planted a seed which came to fruition. Now we're bearing the, feud- the, the fruit of that tree, right? That's we shook right. that tree.
0: Yeah, the roots have Fru- fruits taken of your labor. Hold fruits of your labor. Yeah. What's that? I think there's a branch coming through the floor. It just hit me. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh
1: no! Oh my! But yeah, I just I I think it's. By the way, you're Sean. I'm Sean. I'm Bill. I'm Sean Parkins. I'm Bill. Yeah. Bill Guthrie. We yeah. we 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 sometimes are remiss in introducing ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are under the illusion we're local celebrities here in this town, which <laughs> no one still seems to recognize us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Although I was at the post office the other day. You know, that's where the old folks linger nowadays, and everybody who oh, walked in had gotta, something to say to me. So yeah, I felt like a celebrity in the lobby. That's where you have to exchange the some news, exchange
1: <laughs> yeah. the local news You about, you know, have you seen that dog or, have you know, yeah, whatever's yeah. going Lisha, on. When's the farmer's in, market?
0: Alicia was asking me about how things were going, and she was going to come to the event. And then Elmer Panther walks in and says, I like your hat. And it was just... Elmer Panther? (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Oh, Elmer. Elmer uh, mows for us out here. And he's like 10 years older than I am. What a cool name. Thanks, Elmer. Elmer
1: Panther. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darned.
0: Anyway, Hmm. here we are. Here we are. And we We are going to talk about a poem. A
1: poem. A poem.
0: (laughs) That was left in the museum very, very, very recently.
1: Very recently. Within the last week, it was left. Yes.
0: Yes. There is an exhibit that's up in the museum right now. It's the newest one. It's called 15 Tip... 15 themes in poetry. And uh, so I took 15 themes that are pretty common to poetry. I represented them in some way uh, with uh, body parts. There's lots of mannequins and different types of representations of things in the body that help you to feel and recognize and understand some important aspect in your life that comes out in a as a theme and a point, mm-hmm.
1: and speaking of body parts, um, we'll, we'll get into that. To me, the hand is yeah. one of the most expressive mm-hmm. and the most, oh, tactile, the the, the most um, uh, important mm-hmm. um, things in in communication. Yeah. is our hands yeah. for I receiving know. and uh, um, and also displaying. Communication.
0: Yeah, and as a physical part of the body, I was just thinking about this the other day because I was looking at my hands, and it's that one part on your body that you really see yourself age. Yeah. yeah, true. And you can't do plastic. I don't think you can do plastic surgery on your hands. I don't think so
1: either. <laughs> I think that's why some celebrities wear sort of gloves on their yeah, hands to yeah. sort of disguise the. Yeah. You know, but it's
0: I, like they're they're honest. Then our hands are honest. It's an
1: honest, and also it's yeah. one of the parts of the body. Think of this, Sean, that you visually can see both sides of so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my back looks like. Hardly. No, I don't know if no, I want to know what my back looks know. like.
0: You know, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I looked at I saw the back of my legs the other day and I went oh my gosh what is going know, on there? And
1: you, as I've told people the cure I've got a cure for baldness I never look at the back of my head, <laughs> you know, but your hands you your know your
0: hands you're always looking at always sides. so
1: you're yeah. and all hands are unique yeah so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read this if okay because I just oh I, well let me say I'm a sorry bit, absolutely go ahead go um, ahead.
0: So one of the themes is love. Love. And um, that's probably the most used theme in oh, all, yes. all poetry, oh, yeah. all different types of love. But there's a little in the hallway, there's a little space there that's defined by a quilt that has all different types of material and red hearts on it. And this is a quilt that my grandmother, Ruby Wilkinson, made for me when I got married. It was a wedding present. So that's kind of the backdrop. And then in front of it are all these... Um, hands that are long satin gloves that mm-hmm. are stuffed it's kind of actually creepy looking i think which i like creepy yeah. but anyway they're all just hanging and you can pick them up and hold them and clasp hands with all of these hands yeah. and the prompt there's a few love poems on the wall there's a poem uh, by john Donne, the famous um, renaissance poet called the good morrow it's a wonderful love poem and others and the prompt is to there's some big pieces of white paper to trace your hand and then to write on that hand some words of love about others or yourself or, you know, just words of love. Mm-hmm. And then cut it out and glue it to the glue, tape, stick, stick yeah. on the wall. Yeah.
1: Adhere it somehow. Adhere appear, it to the wall. Adhere it. And speaking of that exhibit, when you think of your, your grandmother's quilt, mm-hmm. do you think of the hands stitching and uh, piecing yeah. so therefore hands are directly related to yeah. most quilts? You know, when when yeah. you think of whose hands assisted in this assembly, yeah, it's and really
0: she, she was a master seamstress, and that's too. almost poetic to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So th- uh, this was is very beautiful, and I will read this. Yesterday, this hand held my horse as he took his last breath on this earth, and the reason I I I, I asked you sean earlier if i might just pause after i read that because i think this these words are worthy of 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 uh, stopping and and um, let, letting them settle mm-hmm. letting them because this was a moment that was very emotional very um poignant very uh, a, a deep a deep moment and i thought you know let's just let these words settle like like leaves falling to the ground because it's it, it's somewhat heavy and it's it, it's. Poignant, but I think it's universal in its theme that I think we've all had, most of us have had loss in our life, and it's it's, um, it's something that we have we share, we share, mm-hmm. and whether and when you have hands that touch and caress and hold, it's a tactile memory as well as a visual and mm-hmm. a, a, just quite quite um, distinct, and intense.
0: And you pointed out two things because you said sharing and you said tactile, and both of those things are important to me as a poet and as the director of this museum. From the very beginning, it was—it's always been very low tech, low tech, no tech, Mm -hmm. (laughs) interactive, inclusive. Please share what you want to share. Sign it or not. um, Hang it up or fold it up into a little ball and put it in a corner, whatever you want to do, however you want to share it, and then really interact. And that's the tactile part. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's what I don't like about most museums that I go to. And I realize they have to be mm-hmm. non-tactile a lot of times because things get broken. But I I just don't like to go in and stare at things. You you know, bo- and, I want to interact. <laughs> yeah, and stay behind
1: this this, this cording or this plexiglass behind, yes, or this, or you, yes. stay back. Don't touch. Don't. And I I do understand that also. Yeah. But the fact that this poem also is enclosed in in a, in, in in this person's hand. Yes. It's it's in, encased in this hand. So this memory is in this in the hand that touched this horse and was caressing the the neck or the mane or the or the nose, uh, and this hand is uh, a visual uh, clue to what. What occurred, mm-hmm. and I find that very special. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like a wrapping for mm-hmm. the words. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and it's um, I'm I'm grateful that this person took the time to trace. I would say it's a he. It's a fairly big hand. Do you think? I don't know. It might be that size of mine. It yeah. does seem to be an, an, okay. a nicer
1: size hand. Yeah.
0: Um, to trace their hand and and to share those words. It's very personal, and to share that with us. And uh, so other people can read it and understand oh, yes, I remember that. That something like that happened to me. Yeah. And uh, I'd forgotten. And uh, thank you for reminding Certainly. me. Certainly. Mm-hmm.
1: And obviously, very fresh because the, the, death of the horse just happened the day before yesterday which Mm -hmm. you know this this was left i believe last saturday Mm -hmm. so this occurred on friday i find myself wondering the circumstances not that it matters obviously the animal has died and it was a deer Mm -hmm. it was a uh, a special animal um so i find myself wondering you know hope then i hope the animal did not suffer i don't know what happens during these circumstances yeah but um We've all lost critters we love mm-hmm. you know some way or the other mm-hmm. some some have run away, some we've had to had to let go or mm-hmm. have assistance in, in in releasing So it's universal
0: it is and you mentioned to to have a little silence after reading it. Because that is important, and that's important no matter uh, it's start, in terms of poetry, no matter what the poem is about, I feel, is to, to be present and to let yourself feel whatever it is that you're reading or looking at. We don't do that enough. We mm-hmm. don't stop. We don't, we don't sit in silence. Uh, we don't allow our, our minds just to be still. And, uh, it was a form of reverence, I thought.
1: A form of reverence for yeah. this, for, for this, for this experience. Yes. But also, on to your point, we don't listen. Like we oftentimes, yeah. we're, oftentimes we're thinking about what can I say back to you? Mm-hmm. What can I counter? What can I add to? Instead of listening to you and just taking in what anyone is saying, listening is becoming a lost art. Yeah. Active listening and. and Man, people crave it. People oh, crave a good listener, I believe. Oh, I know. When... I, th-
0: I actually think that's why there is such a surge of, you know, video, TikTok and YouTube and all that stuff is because people want you to hear them. You know, those are visual meetings, Mm -hmm. those two I mentioned, but people want you to hear them, not just look at them. Yeah, but
1: I find the irony in that is the fact that um, TikTok and so on and so forth. A lot of them don't
0: have anything to say. They don't
1: have anything to say, and also you spend your time looking at these and not interacting with people around you, so you're creating isolation. And that's the irony, you know. When you walk into an airport, it's not nearly as loud as it used to be with people visiting and talking. talking, Yeah, Yeah. I I how how ironic. <laughs> the hands are holding the phone speaking of hands put down those phones you know. Yeah. So
0: this is uh it's a very simple piece. It's uh five lines, very very short lines, but it is poetry and it's poetry because this person did not tell us how to feel. This person done, did not even explain how he or she felt. Instead just shared yeah. the experience, and that is poetry.
1: It is poetry. Share
0: your experience. Don't yeah. don't necessarily tell us how you feel. Don't tell us how we're supposed to feel. Don't think that you can understand how somebody else feels. Share an Share. experience. Share. And we'll get it. Yeah, if well, it's well written, we'll get it.
1: And we, boy, did we ever! Because um, <laughs> I was going to write that this these words are among the most powerful we have ever read on this podcast. I think so. To me,
0: yes.
1: Um, uh, didn't have to tell me. I, I, I didn't have to tell me how to feel. I know how I felt, mm-hmm. so I can almost intrinsically feel. Um, obviously, this was um, an important an important occasion.
0: Yeah, I want to read it again. Okay. Yesterday. This hand held my horse as he took his last breath on this earth. So there's a a poet, a Chinese poet, his name is Wei Tai. And uh, I thought of this phrase from him when I was reading this poem. And he said that poetry presents the thing in order to convey the feeling. It should be precise about the thing and reticent about the feeling. Mm -hmm. So be precise about the experience and hold back what you feel about it. And when you do that, then you're a poet. (laughs) Yeah, right. And this is a poet because
1: what I thought was, wow. It just was like it kind of washed over you, like, mm-hmm.
0: "Wow,
1: you yeah, know, you know, oh my, you know, it's just powerful."
0: Yeah, because what you just said goes with the the last part of the the quote from uh, the the scholar: "For as soon as the mind responds, connects with the thing, the feeling shows in the words." Mm-hmm. And he said, "And that is how poetry in, enters deeply mm-hmm. into us." Mm-hmm. And that's yep. also, this is me speaking, that's also why I think everybody needs poetry. Mm-hmm. Because there are some things that are just very hard to say or to hear unless they're framed as poetry. And we need, we need certain things. We need to hear certain things and we need to say certain things. And some of those things can only be framed in poetry. hmm it's my belief. And
1: it doesn't need to be this language that you don't think you'll ever understand. Oh, this, it, it's quite universal.
0: These are very common words mm-hmm. <laughs> used yeah. used in this poem written yeah. on this hand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very universal.
0: What I kind of like about this exhibit too is is that the poems kind of become like concrete poems. You know, in that the you're writing on a hand and so the things that you are saying mirror The thing that you're writing on. So Mm -hmm. the shape of the poem is uh, mirrors what the poem is about. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of cool that we that we end up with. uh, We've we've got three, six, seven. We've got about eight uh, poems that people have written on hands in that corner right now. We need more. Yeah. We could fill up the whole yeah, space. Every, y-
1: every, y'all have two hands. Everyone out there probably has two hands. You yeah, know, so. we could,
0: uh, they could actually be taped onto the quilt itself, too. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of space yeah. for people to add their own uh, concrete poem. Yeah. Another thing that I think is poetic about this, Bill, is, as I said, it's very simple words. There's nothing really fancy here, but there's quite a bit of alliteration with those words, those very common words. Mm-hmm. Hand, held, horse. He, his. Not very many words in this poem, and five of them, you know, alliterate. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's another thing that I think that puts that impression that that touches you, you know, that gets to you. It's mm-hmm. just the sound of it, not what it's about, but the sound of it, too, Yeah, is effective.
1: I find myself wondering, you know, I know that, that this hand that we're seeing right here caressed the horse as he took his last breath on this earth. I wonder how long the hand continued to caress the horse after he took his last breath. Because there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's the before and then there's an after, mm-hmm. and uh, I find that uh, it, for all of us who've loved loved things, animals, uh, people, uh, we, you remember these things. Right. Yeah. You you want to remember. I remember I had a little dachshund and she was a puppy, and I thought. I, you know, she was wiggly and this and that. And I'm, I thought, I'm going to pick her up and I'm going to fold her ear over her head. And I'm going to, I like to smell inside of her ears, that little, little dusky smell. And she would let me, and I thought, what what am I doing? And I thought, I am making a memory. I yeah. want to, I want to remember how she feels. Yes. Yes. And there's a scene in The Parent Trap where Hayley Mills hugs her grandfather. And he, she hugs extra long. And he says, what are you doing, my dear? Or something, she says, I'm making a memory. And she was smelling peppermint and tobacco. Yeah. And I think these are so important. To yeah. you, these sensory sensory uh, uh, um, experiences That's are right. so important.
0: Yeah. I had a, a pointer dog. He was a stray dog. He just wandered up into our uh, yard one day and said, "May I live with you?" Yeah. And I said, yeah. "Of course." He was such a wonderful. <laughs> he spoke these words to you. Oh, he did. He yeah. was such a wonder. he was such a wonderful dog. We called him Best best So best, and you would just go outside, and you would see this flash of white with these little uh, brown dots just running across <laughs> the field continually. all you know, just bounding like yeah. lightfoot, like a deer. Yeah. Always just running and running and running, and uh, he he just got all kinds of cancer riddled throughout his body, and we had some things removed at one point, and then at one point it's like it's time. It's time. And mm-hmm. when when I brought him in to uh, the vet. Here in town, Doctor David, and we just sat down on the floor. You know, I kind of had him happen in my lap, and I just had my hand on his chest, and he just went so quickly. Yeah, but I'm, I can still. So you, feel you, so your my hands, hand. your hands were caressing him yes, as he took his yes, last breath. Yeah,
1: and it, it it is a gift, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Was he was he older, Sean? Was he?
0: I don't know how old he was because he was already but an he adult was, when he wandered he, he, up into so the yard. But he, we had him quite a few but years. But he chose you. He yes. came up. He's I,
1: all the. He peop- was so polite. Out he was the
0: most polite yeah. dog.
1: Out of all the people in the world, <laughs> I choose you to come live with you. You are you are the honored. Guest of my presence. Yeah. Oh well, right. he asked. I mean, he very obviously <laughs> asked, "May I?" He Certainly. Was very polite. Certainly. But
0: this re- this reminds me too, because you asked the question of how long do you think that his hand stayed on the horse? It, it takes takes me to you know what I love to talk about is etymology, and the etymology of the word "hand" goes back to a Latin meaning protection, guardianship, a protector or guardian. Protector.
1: Yeah, as hands do.
0: Yeah, so that's what our what our hands are. Yeah, uh, from the Latin manus, and yeah. uh, the old English word is just "mund." Yeah, hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. and think think about the hearing impaired population. Mm-hmm. How important hands are to to, oh, to the, yeah. that population, yeah. and the terms "give a hand," "lend a hand," "hand up." You know, they're all helpful assistance. So uh, it, it I just I think it's a noble. Such a noble part of the body. Why didn't hands. you say
0: all those phrases earlier when I was trying to think about how to start this episode?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought we were going to try to sing something, you know. <laughs>
0: and then I, I decided I couldn't. <laughs> thought sing. i to have to yodel
1: again like I did that other episode. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know why I thought I couldn't sing. I'm always singing badly on here, but I, I didn't want to open with a bad song. So anyway, Hand I up. also wanted to to add in here, Bill, with this uh, a poem, An, another poem, and by former poet laureate of the U.S. named Ted Coozer and we've read one of his poems on here before. And he's very gracious. You know, I message him on Facebook, may I read this poem? And and he says, sure, Ted. <laughs> sure. A man of many words. A poet of many words. Sure. Yes. So thank you, Mr. Kuzer. Uh, but this is a poem, and I, I kind of thought about it with this one. It's called Death of a Dog. The next morning I felt that our house had been lifted away from its foundation during the night and was now adrift though so heavy it drew a foot or more of whatever was buoying it up not water but something cold and thin and clear silence riffling its surface as the house began to turn on a strengthening current leaving taking my wife and me with it and though it had never occurred to me until that moment for 15 years our dog had held down what we had, what we had, by pressing his belly to the floors, his front paws too, and with him gone, the house had begun to float out onto emptiness. No solid ground in sight.
1: Yeah, wait. You know, just the anchor. Yes. Anchoring the home. Yeah. The dog yeah. was the anchor of the yeah. house. Right.
0: Yeah, it doesn't say that. No, no, it doesn't say. It. It doesn't, that. No, he yeah, doesn't say that. He doesn't say how sorrowful yeah. he and mm-hmm. his wife are. Mm-hmm. He lets us share the experience yeah. of what it was like to lose this dog that they'd had for 15 years. Yeah, and so and we're sh- he shares it with us through the power of a metaphor. Yeah, which again, this this is where poetry lives. You yeah, know? a house set adrift on a current. It's floating. Yeah. It's not anchored because the dog is gone.
1: Yeah. this per, He allows you to share your experience, to experience your experience, mm-hmm. the same way this person did with their horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that these are animals that were, have intense connection, uh, domesticated animals. And it, it, I think the un, unconditional love that they bring, uh, I it's just as intense as any other loss I've experienced personally. So... I'm just a big old baby when it comes to them. Let me tell you, <laughs>
0: I am too. I've gotten to this. I'm 60 years old now, and I've had dogs and cats forever. And you know, it's always horrible when they die. And I've gotten to this point in my life where, I'm like, I still want pets, but I don't want them to go. <laughs> I don't want them to go.
1: And then there will come an age when we think, I want pets, but I, they're going to probably outlive me. <laughs> yes, so I've got to make then, arrangements for them yeah, when, I, when I other pass thing. on. You know. Uh, Yes. So
0: it's a it's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. It is a con, It's
1: a four legged conundrum.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, I appreciate this. I appreciate this poem and uh, this person who left it for us uh, to ponder here.
1: I do too, and I I, I want to thank this person and again uh, realize that these are words that, in my opinion, are uh, the most powerful. I believe I have read on this podcast, and I really really uh, enjoyed this, and I will continue to to ponder this. All right. And maybe we'll find out who this person was. Maybe we won't. Maybe the mystery maybe the beauty's in the mystery That's of right. this.
0: Only mystery, Myst- mm-hmm. only mystery makes us live. Yeah. Only mystery. Yeah, mystery. Yeah. Certainly. And as Monty Python would say, and now for something completely different.
1: <laughs> Poetry, Poetry. court. <laughs> Man, that guy sounds a like, lot like me. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. He sure sounds like me. Woo-hoo. There we go. Here we are. You know, t- talk about shifting gears.
0: <laughs> yeah, from
1: first to fourth. All right. Yeah.
0: The the jury has assembled because oh, we're my. considering the jury is everybody who's listening to us right now. The jury, jury has assembled. Who come to judge? Who come to judge? Sorry. <laughs> <We would like. laughs> I really want to use that music. but And laughing is old. I should oh, be able to use that music by now, can't. shouldn't I? Uh, I think old so. Enough. It's from 69. All right, I'm going to look it up. I'm yeah. going to look it up. I don't know. Sammy, Sammy Davis, he, he won't come after me. No, Because he's he not won't. here anymore, No, he? he won't. All right. Um, poetry court. All right, jury, you need to, to listen up, please. And are you ready and willing to uh, make your decision on this case that is before you of a horrid poem? That um, needs to be something needs to happen. We we've got <laughs> so to figure out something. something to do with this, this to, point. Some sort of <laughs> some sort of uh, uh, discipline
1: or uh, sentence needs to be handed down on okay. this. And I got to defend this. That's right. So okay.
0: Judge Perkins here, Judge and Prosecutor Perkins, and uh, Defense Attorney, Honorable Defense Attorney Bill Bill Guthrie, Present. in in this case of this poem that that uh, I don't even want to read this. Do you want to read it? I'll read it. Okay. I'll
1: read it. Here we go. I miss that feeling, scent that exists next to you, fragrant and reminiscent like a bottle of perfume with notes of sweet kisses cushioned with soft bearded hairs, a base the warmest shade of blue, sweet sadness masked by a core that says, I love you too. All right. Lovely, especially the beard part. Wait, oh, sorry, you I'm sorry. can't it's speak creepy. yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The only uh, reason I didn't jump in right away is because I'm speechless, speechless by the inanity of this poem that is actually out there on the Internet being sold to unsuspecting poetry That's... audience as something they might want to give as a gift to another person. So, therefore, the uh, charge before this poem today in my court is fraud because fraud involves using a lie, deception, falsehood, or dishonesty in an attempt to gain a benefit. This poem is actually for sale on the internet. I will not give you the link because I do not want to contribute to this nonsense, this mumbo jumbo parading is a poem that someone would actually purchase. We cannot do that, but this is fraud. Uh, It is a crime that actually all elements of the crime of fraud are evident in this poem. It's uh, a lawfully, unlawfully obtaining or attempting to attain a benefit. So somebody's trying to get money from this poem. Uh, Element two, the use of deceit, lies, or false representations. This poem is a false representation of everything poetic. And number three element, the intent of cheating or deceiving the victim. So this is obviously somebody who is trying to deceive the person, uh, attempting, probably in all good faith, to find a poem to give to a loved one. And this is just a false representation.
1: Um, Thank you, Your Honor. (laughs) Um, I would like to uh, state the other side of that coin. I feel like this is a noble attempt. Give it a try. I feel like this is a noble attempt. You at, can't use that at,
0: adjective noble at this point. I,
1: I, I, feel like, I feel like this is an attempt um, at subtle uh, uh, subtle imagery. Subtle? Subtle imagery. By, for example, may I give you an ex, a, a few examples? You can try. Fragrant, reminiscent. Um, uh, perfume, note. Kisses cushioned uh we're gonna ignore bearded hairs <laughs> um, warmest blue those are two words that are not thought together, very unique sadness masked uh I feel like it's I feel like it's an uh attempt at subtle imagery. I feel like the intent is benign as i i've said before there's no there's no malintent. <laughs> I uh, I will I will have the link on my page. All
0: right, let's, let's stop right there for a second because oh. we need to clarify okay. this uh, crime of fraud. Because Front. the crime of fraud doesn't say anything about intent. Okay. Okay. In Black's Law Dictionary, the crime of fraud is defined as all multifarious means which human ingenuity can devise and which are resorted to by one individual to get an advantage over another by false suggestions or suppression of the truth. It includes all surprises, tricks, cunning, or dissembling in any unfair way which another is cheated. Okay? There's nothing about intent there. It's all about action. So the action of writing this poem as it appears here on the page is obviously constituting fraud.
1: But isn't that subjective, Your Honor? <laughs> no, it's not. Well, but are there? I am. I would not. I would argue there are no. Are There are no blatant um, examples of plagiarism here. Um, it's it's it, it's just an a an extension of what has been said over and over and over again in in a, in a more subtle way.
0: Again, the charges, as I read them fraud. you nothing to <laughs> You see okay, jury. the terror on <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Bill's face. <laughs> you
1: mad? You mad? You mad, Judge? You mad at me? <laughs> the charges
0: of fraud, as I read them too, you have nothing to do with plagiarism. I this just is feel someone like... who is thinks that they're being poetic, and there's nothing poetic about sweet sadness and the core of something the core of what i don't know what is the base a base that's a warm shade of blue what the yes, base honor. of what yes your honor but be- Who's bearded bearded Who hairs. in their right bearded mind hairs. would ever think bearded hairs needs to be in a poem that you are going to purchase and give to a loved one
1: apparently someone someone uh, <laughs> your honor um uh, i i feel like fraud is a bit extreme of, of a sentence i feel like that there is no malintent Yes, but
0: there's damage to the victim. This victim who buys this poem, who thinks that they're, you know, they're purchasing this, purchasing this, is uh, because they have lost a loved one, or they're they're trying to, uh, you know, um, get, keep a loved one. Um, this is this is a marriage breaker. This is a relationship breaker. They hand this poem over to that person, and it's over. Well, so, and the damages are, you know, just innumerable.
1: Yes, Your Honor. But yes? If okay, it, we're done. If
0: I, but, but he, if agrees. If I, he agrees if I, with
1: me. One last example. I can remember my mother's older sister giving me a kiss and her soft bearded hairs. We're just so, <laughs> <laughs> we're so, we're so heartfelt. So I feel in that regard, it could be a unisex situation applying to both. I have and soft bearded hairs. <laughs> so I'm going to... I'm going to rest my defense on, on most, that.
0: Most women my age that I know carry little razors soft. in their <laughs> razors <laughs> everywhere they go because those little soft bearded hairs come out all the time. All right, all right. Uh, order in the court.
1: Order in the
0: court. Order. Uh, that is the case. The the uh, the prosecution rests. The defense rests. Do you? I I, def- I rest. Have you, do you I have rest, else My to case say? is rested. I, do, is there I, any cross examination?
1: At this time, no, Your Honor.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So we will leave it up to you, the, pu- the public.
1: Yes. Any of you who have felt soft-bearded kisses,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let, let us know. <laughs> they're, going
0: to, they're going to be in my favor. I probably so, but that. we'll see. For the we'll soft see. Bearded we'll kisses. See. That ruined the whole thing. We'll see.
1: <laughs> it's
0: oh. I'm really sad, sad this is actually out there in the world and yeah. somebody is selling it I
1: really am well there are a lot and of and I'm things sorry
0: if you wrote it and if there's some bizarre reason you're hearing us right now you know oh wouldn't that be something I'm sort of sorry
1: let us know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let us know contact contact the local craft store in Tulsa yeah. you know the whose next name time, shall not be mentioned
0: yeah, we'll do a poetry workshop and right, maybe I'll, right. Help I'll help you out with right. some, some future um Whatever it right. is, <laughs>
1: we will help you because you need help, probably. Yep. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, thanks everybody for tuning in yeah. to this episode. and uh, Go on wackypointlife.com and cast your vote. Cast your vote for yeah. who is the winner Democratic of Democratic Process. Court in episode 48. Yeah.
1: 48. Bye, guys.